Before we get started, guys, we just want to say a big thanks to our sponsors of the show, Tradeify. Tradeify is the leading job management app, helping over 15,000 tradies around the world get their business admin sorted, Brad. Yeah, so if you're looking to cut down your admin time, need help with your quoting, scheduling, and invoicing, then go and check them out at Tradeify. It'll save you time and money. Uh, Tradeify are also big fans of the Air Conditioning Podcast and have sorted us out with an awesome deal. Yep, so if you sign up using the, the code AC Podcast, they'll give you 50% off your first three months. That's 50% of your first three months, Brad. You're crazy if you don't. Using the code AC Podcast. So if you're keen to give Tradeify a go, guys, head to tradeifyhq.com to learn more and start a 14-day free trial. And now, Brad, it's on with the show. Bye. Are you looking for a resource to discuss all topics air conditioning? Well, you're in the right space. Join the Rawson boys as they discuss the hot topics and the cold hard facts. This is the Air Conditioning Podcast. G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast where we discuss all things air conditioning, the hot topics, the cold hard facts, Brad. Yes, and uh, round uh, 34 today. 34. Yeah, towards the end of the year. Well, I think we've only got one to go. Yeah, right. Yeah, and we've got a cracking guest uh, lined up today for you guys and uh, we'll get to her very soon. But it's been, um, I mean, as you know, Brad, throughout this, uh, this year, we've tried to do some updates on the COVID front and, yeah. and talk about that. And it's been a roller coaster to say the least, oh, it hasn't it? 100%, yeah. And when you, I'd sort of go back and have a quick listen to the, the, the COVID section that we talked about. And, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing to see the trials and tribulations. Some areas have just gone so much worse. And then on the other hand, Australia is a success story. We've, yeah. we've, pretty much at the end of it now so yeah. we're we're very we fortunate like we might uh, be able to have a christmas yeah and Should we were we talking to some friends in the uk last night and they had announced to us that they've got that uh, vaccine That's being rolled right. out from yep. pfizer next week next week yeah can you believe it which is good so uh, yeah so there's uh it gives, gives hope to everyone doesn't it yeah definitely yeah so uh but uh anyway so let's uh are we ready to move on yeah we should go to our uh our honourable guest. Yes, so look guys, having struggled in their own family plumbing business and out of desperation, Ellen Raw figured out how to turn the business around and make it extremely profitable. Since then, Ellen has inspired thousands in workshops, presentations and online to make businesses uh, uncomplicated and successful. As a successful tra- uh, franchisor, Ellen has launched a, a plumbing franchise to 47 locations and 40 million in sales in under two years. Brad, she's done lots of stuff, to say yes. the least. She's done um, TV appearances, over 150 news programs. She's an, she's an author. There's Oops. not much she hasn't yep. done. Um, but, uh, and TV appearances. A TV appearances by, by the plenty. Um, been labelled the plumber's wife, Brad. But uh, indeed, so much more than that. Exactly right. So, guys, if you please welcome to the show, Ellen Raw. Ellen, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here and I, I love what a small world we have that I can talk to the, the very southern tip of Australia today. Thanks. Like That's what awesome. time is it there? Uh, time is uh, 20 past eight here in the morning. Oh, all right. be. well, it's going to be a great day. Towards the end of the day, I can tell you it's going to be a great day. What time, what time <laughs> you got there? It's about almost four o'clock. Um, central up. time in the U.S. Almost in the U.S. Right. We're talking about COVID too. The 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 U.S. has not quite got an arm around this yet. Yeah. And yeah. Um, um, I happen to live in a small town in Missouri. If you were to hit a bullseye in the center of the U.S., you would hit my town. Okay. Missouri is right. right in the center. Yeah. And uh, I live on seventy acres. You know, ten miles away from a town of a thousand people. And I see my neighbor in the lane yesterday and she tells me she got COVID. And I'm like, wow. how, how, do, how do you get it out here? We don't, yeah. we don't even have any people, yeah. you know? So it is, it's been the, the oddest year. I know you, you know that. And for our, um, for our uh, teammates, you know, people who are in the trades, our listener today, yeah. dear tradesperson, uh, you know, thank goodness for our resilient industry. 
our, um, you know, I now work with Zoom Drain. This is my latest adventure. I've done all sorts of things, but you know, if you live long enough, fellas, you get to have a resume <laughs> like this. And uh, um, my latest adventure is, and where my heart is this, these days is with Zoom Drain. That's the company that I'm a, a part owner with my, my pal, Al Levy and our other partner, Jim Crenitti. And uh, our objectives have been to be safe and solvent. How do we keep everybody safe, our, our team and our customers, and how do we stay in business? So I know your listeners are gonna be very attuned to that. So thanks for keeping them in the loop. Brilliant, brilliant. And now, uh, um, Ellen, if you wouldn't mind taking us back to the start, how did all this come about for you? As a plumber's wife, that's how I got the, yeah. the first moniker, but that's really how I got introduced to this industry. You know, once upon a time, uh, when I grew up, um, my dad wasn't handy. When the AC didn't work, we called somebody and I thought it was a miracle. You know, they, they create weather. How cool is that? The plumber, <laughs> you know, keeps good water from bad water. I didn't know how any of this worked. I thought when you flushed the toilet, it was a miracle, just disappeared. <laughs> and then I married a guy named Hot Rod. That's his name. And I said, uh, you know, so what's your name? And he said, Hot Rod. So I married him. <laughs> and uh, um, Hot Rod was a plumber. And I thought that was a selling feature. Plumbers make a lot of money. You know, this is all very good. And then as I um, got to know him and tagged along on some jobs and got to meet his mates, I fell in love with the trades. Like these are some no baloney people. It works or it doesn't work. Um, they're salt of the earth. They'll, they'll um, bend over backwards to help someone out. I mean, I just love trades people as a result of what I learned about my husband and, and the guys he hangs out, guys and gals he hangs out with, right? Yeah. But what happened was, um, while it can appear that uh, plumbers make a lot of money or tradespeople charge a lot. It's because nobody really wants to pay for any of these services. Like, do you, mm, do you really want yeah. to wake up and have your AC out? Even though you've probably get the best deal on the planet, who wants to deal with this? Absolutely yeah. no one. And so the, the, the problem is that the perception is that we're uh, high priced and, and it's uh, uh, customers have that challenge to overcome. But the reality is it's expensive to put this show on the road. And I found this out the hard way. So as the plumber's wife, um, what happened is my husband had a, a plumbing and plumbing, heating and solar company in Utah. That's where I met him. That's where we first married. And um, he and his partner um, uh, were, you know, cranking away and they would do jobs and life was pretty good. I was not working with them at the time. And then my husband's partner died. At age 33, he literally worked himself into a health crisis. And after a hundred hour work week, didn't feel well, went to the hospital and on Sunday he died. Yeah. So, you know, like I bring this up literally every time I have the opportunity because I wanna communicate a few things today. And one of them is that it's not worth it to sacrifice your health and your relationships. And, you know, and you know, like I do, how many people do just that. Yeah. yeah, you know, they quit, yeah. they quit their job to start a business of their own and they're working 20 hour days and they never see their kids and they're, they're eating crappy food and all that happens. And, you know, um, I, you know, we were not immune to that either. And um, Hot Rod's best friend and partner died at age 33. Wow. So um, this is when I did one of many stupid things, which is why you get smart is you live through some of these events. But that's when I turned to my husband and I said, I'm gonna quit my real job. I'm gonna come work for you. I'll count the money. You turn the wrenches, we'll get rich. This is gonna be easy. And that was not the case. Yeah. We got into debt so fast without my salary. Um, I didn't know what I was doing, even though I was college educated. I didn't understand how to read and use financial reports. Like in mm -hmm. school, they made it look easy, but when the reality of, of keeping them right and straight and, and current was well beyond my skill set. And so we really uh, struggled and literally hated on each other. And I'm not alone. Like if you're listening and you're a family business, you know family businesses can be kooky. Mm -hmm. And ours was um, driving us nuts. But luckily, I found a mentor. That's why I'm honor bound. When anybody asks me to, to visit like you guys, I say, yeah. yes, man, because I've had so much help over the years. And this is such an awesome platform that you provide for people to, to learn and grow and share. So thanks for having me. Um, I met my first great mentor on the pages of a, a plumbing magazine. Oh, I read okay. an article. I 
wrote him a letter and he called me up and he told me where my head was and it was a really dark place and I got mad at him. I mean, this is how I met my first mentor because what I did is I wrote him a letter telling him why everything he just wrote in this column that I read was wrong. Yeah. It wouldn't work for me. You don't know my cheap customers. You know, my guys would never be able to charge those prices. You know, like all that nonsense, I threw at him and he just said, well, if you're so smart, how come you're not rich? And that yeah. was a very good question. Yeah. <laughs> was that the turning point? And why are you ringing me? <laughs> yeah, it was exactly it, yeah. right? You know, why are you calling me? Nobody calls me who has their act together, that's for yeah, sure. That's right. And so, um, it was a very humbling moment and the beginning of a, a great friendship and mentorship. And over the years, I've just had so many people open their hearts and their heads to me as I've needed questions. And a podcast like this is such a great way to get exposed to smart people. I know you've yeah, had some sure. awesome guests on your show. So yeah. uh, I'm honored to be part of that crew. <laughs> anyway, he's the one who turned my life around and, and this is what he taught me. And this is what I, I try to, another thing I wanna make sure I communicate today is, you got to charge more than it costs. Yeah. You got to charge more than it costs. And unless you're keeping track, unless you have clean and current and uh, um, understood financials, you don't know. So okay. you can think that the other guy down the street has his act together. So you charge what he charges or maybe a little bit less. And then before you know it, you're just, you know, debt's going up. You're fighting with your wife. Like life gets really, really hard. So what Frank taught me is to, to figure out where the money comes from, where it is, where it goes, and how to make more of it. And all of that has to do with the unsexiest thing ever, which is your financial reports. Yep. Like, yep. oh, good, we're going to talk about accounting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but hey, man, I didn't know. And that, that knowing is what also gave um, Harad and I something tangible versus emotional to talk about. Yeah. Because I would say, um, we're not making any money and he would hear, I'm not doing it right. I'm not working hard yeah. enough. Like, and yeah. you can see the, oh, it makes, it makes me cry talking about it. Like this is still like, there's still a lot of emotion connected to yeah. all this. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think we can all and relate so, to that. Can't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Are you relating to this? Yeah. yeah, yeah of course. It's definitely, yeah. yeah. Like this yeah. is pretty universal, right? Yeah. 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 And so like I, so I've spent a career since then just trying to make this simpler it's Occam's razor. It's not that complicated. You add up all your costs of doing business and you divide it by the number of hours or days you could sell and you charge more than that. Yeah. How yep, much yeah. more? Well, how much do you want? How much do you want for yourself and the good people who work for you? And, you know, that's where that selling price ultimately has to come from. Yeah. 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 And I think that's important when you say it sounds very basic and cliche that you, you, um, you know, you just charge for more than what it costs. But you're right. I mean, it's not just a case of looking at that item, whatever it is, or service, and saying, well, this is my hourly rate, or this is, I want to put a markup on top of that, um, that product. It's a, it's a, you said, breaking all your expenses down, all your costs down, and incorporating mm -hmm. that across all your jobs and sort of building that in to cover all your costs and then make some money. I'll tell you this though, I've worked with some really smart people and I've worked for, with some not so smart people. Smarts is not all that because I have had some people in my life where I've said, listen, you could do all this math or you could just triple your prices mm. and they do that. And they make money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Right. You know, so like it, the, the math is not behind, beyond yeah. you. And it's, it's another, you know, really the bigger issue is a self-esteem issue. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere along the line, the people in, in the trades have been told, well, you're not going to go to college. You're going to wear a patch, not a tie, is how someone told it to me once upon a time, and that really landed. Um, so we deal with this deservingness issue, this havingness issue with a lot of people in the trades that they don't realize what they contribute to society. And mm -hmm. when you look at like, you know, what does a plumber do? Um, keeps good water from bad water, prevents more disease than, than doctors will ever cure. You know, mm -hmm. like how many diseases across the, the planet have been um, mitigated by good plumbing? Yeah. And let's look at HVAC. I mean, in addition to COVID, there's uh, Legionnaire's disease, mm -hmm. right? And that's yeah. sometimes, that's very rampantly um, misrepresented. Sometimes yeah, yeah. it looks like uh, the flu or pneumonia or something else, right? So, you know, bad air, 
yeah. is um, a big problem. And so the people who are willing to take that on, on site, I love the waste treatment guys. I call them the wine into water guys. <laughs> like yeah. They are willing yeah. to take yeah. what we flush yeah. and make it potable again. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that a miracle? Like when yeah. you break, and, and the reason I can see it this way is because I have zero of these skills. I don't know how to do any of this. So mm -hmm. from my perspective, I saw how grand it was, how wonderful it was. And that's why I've been able to, to like champion. My whole career is really holding your beer. Yeah, I'm yeah. just holding your beer, man. Yeah. I just want you to make a lot of money. I'm going to do what I can to celebrate tradespeople and what they do yeah. because I appreciate it because I can't do any of it. Yeah, yeah. How important do you think it is to have uh, mentors? I mean, do you, do you have still have your own mentors? I do. I just wrote an article about mentors that's coming out of the PHC News in January. And um, that's a, it's a very, I think about this a lot because number one, you're still the boss of you. No matter what, no matter who you talk to, I don't care if Warren Buffett breezed into your office. Like if he ever asked you to say, you know, to do something that didn't sit well with you, then don't do it. Like you're still responsible for the choices and the decisions that you make. Yeah. Yeah. And that your mentors are imperfect. Like I've had some great mentors, but I also had some real wake up moments when they were not perfect that broke my heart, yeah. right? Where I saw them behave in such a way that was incongruous with the pedestal position that I had put them in, right? Yeah. I had yeah. decided they were the, you know, these larger than life, better than mortal man people. And they're not, they're going to have certain areas of their life figured out. Another thing with mentors is like some of them you outgrow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. what worked then doesn't work anymore they change you change so mentoring is fluid also as a mentor what do i know i've had people call me like after this podcast somebody will call me and say hey ellen you said this and it was so great it changed my life and i'm thinking i did i said yeah. that it doesn't even <laughs> seem like someone say you know it's you're 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 offering it but it doesn't always land the way you hope it does yeah, yeah. and then yeah. some people have said i can't believe you said this and i would never do that and again i don't even recognize that i might have said it but it doesn't matter there's still this like gap between the pitch and the catch you know, that um, you, you, have to, you have to work with. So yeah. mentors, while incredibly valuable, are, um, are, are human too. And you will learn something paradoxically. You're going to learn something when you start helping somebody else out. Yeah. Like, so yeah, even imperfect as you might be, and, uh, you know, you might feel like an imposter when someone says to you, well, you're pretty successful. How about helping me? And you're thinking, wait, what, me? Say yes, because that interchange and that vulnerable relationship will help both of you. So mm. being a mentor, being a mentee, really it's about making friends and, yeah. and having yeah. open and vulnerable relationships. But it's yeah. it's really important if you keep that in perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, sure. And, and um, you talk about uh, uncomplicating business. Why, why, why do you think that um, a lot of people, including ourselves at times, complicate overcomplicate things mm -hmm. mm. i think being smart well you're smart right and that doesn't always help yeah. like being the smartest guy in the room doesn't always help this is basically pretty simple someone mm. has a problem and then they're going to have to find someone to help them so marketing is you know of all the areas of business by the way that i feel least secure it's marketing but marketing is essentially being there when someone's looking right so in our yeah. industry they're not going to go shopping on a saturday just because there's going to be a problem and a need and at the time they need you can they find you so marketing is simply a matter of being available when they need and want your services yeah. and then what do we have to do we have to answer the phone without upsetting them further and then yeah. we have to send a technician there and then that technician has to be skilled enough to do the job and not shoot himself in the foot. Yeah. Really, they don't want to shop. They want to buy. They want this person to be their guy. That's yeah. pretty simple. Yeah. You yeah. don't need like a 75 page script here. No. You see where I'm going? Yeah. Just yeah. don't yeah. shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mrs. Yeah. Fernwicky, I'm here to help. Tell me about it. Right. Like that's it. And then let the 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 man do his job, ask for the sale, shut up 
-hmm. do the work, take the money, like those simple steps, how few steps, how few instructions can we give this person? This is why I love Al Levy. Al Levy is always focused on that 20% of everything that makes up 80% of the day. That's what goes in the manuals. That's what the, you know, it's, there's nothing glamorous. Sorry, Al. There's nothing glamorous (laughs) about Al Levy. It is meat and potatoes. And this is, you know, this absolutely connected with what I was trying to do with financials and Al and I met and, you know, really like and respect each other and have become best friends over the years. But that's what appeals to me is like, there's, there's no magic to it. There's, it's just solve problems, take the money, lather and repeat. And it takes um, writing the stuff down and being willing to train them, use manuals and systems it's just in those systems, in those moments, we try and outdo each other. We add yeah. one more step. We add, you know, we go to one more seminar. We listen to one more thing. Yeah. It's like your closet. If you're going to buy a new pair of pants, maybe you should get rid of a pair of pants. Yeah. 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 Like, could you, could you just lean yeah. it out as you go? If you have a new idea, what could you take out of the system as you go? Fighting fancy is no easy thing. And well, it's easy in that you can do it, but it's relentless. You just got to always watch for how you're making it fancy. Right before I got on this call, I was making some accounting fancy at Zoom Drain. Yeah. And my partner's just like, no. How about if we go from point A to point B instead of boom, boom, boom. And I was doing exactly what I'm talking to you about right now. Yeah, you just yeah, have right. to be on the lookout all the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And there's, and there's plenty of people uh, listening out there and that um, perhaps have taken that plunge and decided to move into their own business, um, the mm-hmm. previously employees. Um, and uh, they call it, I think, entrepreneurial fatigue or something like this. But anyway, um, when they first take that plunge, they're just getting started. When it comes to money management, um, some people sort of don't really grasp the concept of where to start. What would your advice be to someone who's just starting out in terms of managing their money? Well, I, you know, self-promotion right here. If you go to ellenroar.com, E-L-L-E-N-R-O-H-R.com and you put in your name and email address, you're going to get on my mailing list. I give you a free copy of my book, Where Did the Money Go? Or at least I did. I should check. (laughs) 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 Because it's like, it's a good place to start. And I ended up writing this book, Where Did the Money Go? Which is basically a primer for what's a balance sheet? What's a profit and loss? What do they tell you? What do they stand for? Yeah, right there. It says, get my free ebook. Where did the money go? Get the ebook free, ellenroar.com. So like, that's a good place to start. I would have given my right arm for that book. That's why I ended up writing it. It's thin. It has pictures. It uses reports from QuickBooks, which a lot of people have. I know. Um, is QuickBooks popular in Australia? Or is yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. We've got, we got uh, MYOB, QuickBooks, and Zero are the three, probably the main ones. Yeah. It's Coke, Pepsi, or, you know, it's the same thing. Dodge, yeah. Chevy, Ford. They're, they're basically the same things. You know what's interesting about accounting? Here's something. Here's some fun facts Is, for is there you. something interesting about accounting? <laughs> yes. I, well, I'll challenge that. You let me know if this is interesting. Yeah, in, the four, in the 1400s, there was a guy named Luca Pacioli. He was a monk. And his best friend was Leonardo da Vinci, who was not a monk, just saying. And uh, Luca Pacioli devised, during the height of the Renaissance, the basic accounting formula, assets equals liabilities plus equity, debits equals credits. And he created accounting Mm -hmm. as a way to keep track of this trade that was happening in Florence, Italy at the time. And accounting hasn't changed one job since then. It's the same in every language and every dollar across the planet. It is a universal language. It is beautiful. And like, so with, uh, with um, plumbers and HVAC guys, with HVAC, there's intake and there's outgo. Like the air has to move, it has to displace. And with, with drains, there's pipes and vents, right? Like for every action, there's a reaction. That's what the balance sheet is. This is what yeah. I have equals yeah. how I got it. Assets yeah. equals liabilities plus equity. So part of, um, so that my answer is in two parts here and I'm taking a long time to get there, but one is this book will help you out. And two is what you know about your trade 
will apply to accounting. Like there's this idea that, oh, I, I can put a boiler in, but oh, this accounting is beyond me. And I'm thinking, oh, the accounting is so much easier. And there are some concepts that are similar. Mm, like it yeah. is math. And tradespeople understand physics and math. And so that will help you if you're feeling... Uh, if you're feeling like this is beyond your understanding, it is not. It's that somewhere along the line, the self-esteem on this got beat out of you. Or in my case, like I'm very distractible, can you tell? And it's hard for me to sit and focus and numbers aren't my thing. But when I got desperate enough and I couldn't afford to pay anybody to do it for me, I had to learn it myself. And it's like a whole world, that again makes me very emotional. A whole world opened up to me because I figured out you make your own money when you charge more than it costs for stuff. You're actually manufacturing your own money yeah. and that's liberating. Yeah. You know, that, that connects us until there's a, you know, a way to make money in a family, that family's not free. That community isn't free until there's an economy in a country, that country is going to be dependent on another country okay. or a dictator. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so, you know, we were talking before we got online that, regardless of your politics one thing we can agree on is business like trade is an essential way for us to live in community across the planet yep. and that can yep. unite us in times when we can be so divided yeah yeah for sure yeah absolutely well that was a big well, answer to your yeah. question like uh, what should we do man if i don't know how to keep track of the accounting so there's there's uh, what you, but basically what you're saying is there's accountants accounting and then there's practical accounting there's that. I mean, like there's math to accounting. There isn't like two sets of books, like what no, we tell right, the, yeah. the tax man versus yeah. otherwise, but there are like practical decisions to be made in accounting. So, you know, you're going to need, I call it the bean team, the bean counters is, yeah. is, is kind yeah. of the expression. So your, your bean counting team, you need um, an accountant. They're called CPAs in the U.S. They're not called that in, in Australia. It's called something practicing else. Yeah. 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 Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 CPA. Yeah. All right. So you need an accountant. And that person's only jobs are to keep you out of prison and to maximize your tax strategy. Yeah. But they're not necessarily good at entering bills uh, creating invoices for customers. That's bookkeeping. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to need someone who understands bookkeeping. And you know what? Maybe it's a college kid um, who could work part-time for you, who's just digging it and goes to YouTube and watches um, how to enter a bill in QuickBooks or on yeah. Zero. You know, there's, you know, I am prejudiced towards young people. Get someone who doesn't think it's hard and yeah. sit down and be really transparent with them and, and, you know, I had to do it myself for starters. As soon as I could afford to have someone else do it for me, I hired him. But I tell you what, I cannot be bamboozled anymore. So yeah. even what I'm doing right now with my accounting, there's just some, uh, some workflows that we don't have figured out. And I said, well, let me take a swing at it, mostly because I want to be able to understand whoever we give this job to. I, I don't want to be bamboozled how hard it is, how long it takes, what, you know, so by me just going through, uh, you know, how to enter a bill, pay a, you know, a customer invoice, get it paid, make the deposit, enter a bill, pay a bill, enter credit card charge, pay credit cards, do your bank recs. That's like 95% of everything that I yeah. just settled off. Oh, yeah. and payroll, get a payroll service, let them help you out. So like, that's not that hard, but getting knee deep in it will really protect you later on and keep you from getting ripped off and, and help you become more wealthy. Like yeah. understanding basic accounting is a good thing, even if you get a bookkeeper to help you. Yeah, 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 that's right. Before we continue, guys, we just want to say a big thanks to the sponsors of the show, Tradeify. Tradeify is the leading job management app helping over 15,000 tradies around the world get their business admin sorted, Brad. Exactly. So if you're looking to cut down your admin time, need some help with your quoting, scheduling and invoicing, then go and check out Tradeify. Tradeify are also big fans of the Agnesian podcast and has sorted us out with an awesome deal. Yep. And if you sign up using the pod, uh, using the code rather AC Podcast, they'll give you fifty percent off your first three months. Wow. Fifty percent, Brad. Fifty percent off awesome. using the code AC 
podcast. So if you're keen to give Tradify a go, head to tradifyhq.com to learn more and start your 14-day free trial. And now, back to the show. Now, you've done um, lots of work with our Levy, of yeah. course. Um, yeah. Uh, seven power contractor. Um, now, I, I'm just interested to know, and if you haven't listened to the episode, guys, it's on episode 27, so go back and have a listen. But um, he talks and is very passionate about having systems implemented. Everything is a system. Do you implement those systems into your businesses? Oh, yeah. And Al is my partner at Zoom Drain. Yeah, okay, or drain into your company. It's a franchise. And the reason why we franchise is because would it be helpful to someone who wanted to just buy the systems? Mm. Right? It's already written. We've already got it. We're we're responsible as a franchisor. We're the documentarian and the distributor and the trainer of the systems. Could that save you a lot of time, energy, and money? Now, franchising isn't for everyone. However, you can see that that could be a leg up. Right. Yeah. Some, that's what franchising in any trade in any um, industry is all about. You're going to have a, a common flag to fly and the systems will all be written. Thank goodness. Wouldn't that be awesome so that you don't have to start that from scratch. So, yeah, Al, Al has um, absolutely impacted my life very powerfully in this way, because once I figured out the systems, unless they're written, you're stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you want to grow your company, I wish there were another way yeah. than writing down how to do stuff yeah. and then using that procedure for the curriculum for your training, for your accountability, and for your go-to place so they can look in the manual instead of calling you all the time. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. just so many good reasons. Yeah, Al Levy is the is um, essential reading. Sevenpowercontractor.com. Definitely go see him and listen to the the conversation you guys had with him too. It's yeah, great. Yeah. He's a great he's a great friend and a great speaker. And you know he's um uh, he is such a great mentor because he doesn't need to do it. The guy's retired. He's created a, a, an empire, a fortune. His family legacy lives on without him. He's been integral to growing Zoom Drain, but he does it because of the stress and the heartbreak of not having systems in his own life once upon a time. I'm sure he told you that yeah, story. Yeah, just yeah. like, you know, how hard it was for him and his family and how much they fought and argued and how he could never put the phone down, put the pager yeah. down. He's an old yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> I'm not that much younger, am I? <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. First, first phone I ever had was that giant brick. Yeah, I had and, you one know, of those. I spent, I spent um, three, $3,000 the first yeah. time. The first month I had that phone because I was like finally liberated and took that backpack of a phone with me like back in the 1980s. And I had no idea that it was going to be that, um, uh, that it was going to be that uh, expensive. expensive so, yeah, yeah, I'm an old lady too. Yeah, Sorry yeah. about that. The phones are apparently still um, screwing me up. Uh, because it's ringing right into our call. Sorry. That's all right. No, that's all right. I can hear it. Okay. It's all good. And now you've, you've written a few books uh, there, Alan. Now, where did uh, the money go? Which, of course, you can actually uh, download that straight from your website for free. Yep. Which yeah, is awesome. Free. And I started reading that. And it's it's uh, very, very easy to read. Um, how much should I charge the bare bones business biz plan and the weekend biz plan? Can you sort of give, give us an overview of collectively what uh, what those books are about? Yeah, and they, yeah, I haven't written a book in a while too because like I wrote the books that I wish I'd had. Like it really was that, like I, I just came from this place of, you know, it would be nice as if somebody else had this information that I just figured out. So where did the money go is a basic primer. What's a balance sheet? What's a profit and loss? What does double entry accounting mean? What do those reports tell you? Hopefully to get you, um, oh, this isn't that hard. I can do this. You're going to need some help. But that book, I'm very, very proud of that book. And I've sold a whole bunch of them. Um, how much should I charge is just basic budgeting, adding up your costs of doing business, dividing by whatever widgets you sell. Is it t-shirts? Is it hours? And then charging more than that. So it takes you through the process of putting a budget together. Easy peasy. Mm. Then the, what, what happened to me was that once 
we got a handle on the money. And this will probably happen to you too at some point. You'll probably relate to this story. Once we got a handle on the money, once we stopped the bleeding, caught our breath, then what happens is you go, hey, this isn't so bad. We might be able to make money doing this. And so I turned to my husband, Hot Rod, and I asked the quintessential question in life, which is, what do you want? What do you want? Like now we have some options. We have some money. What do you want? And would you believe it? My husband said, I want to work all by myself, which is why we don't work anymore together. <laughs> and I think maybe why we're still married. But what's important about this question is that you might not want the same things as your, you know, the person you're in business with. It's a good question for you two to ask each other about the podcast and, you know, yeah. your business occasionally, like, are we on the same page? Is this going to help us? Because your business is just a car. You get in it, you drive for a while, people get into and out of the car, but it's not you. And yeah. you get to do whatever you want. And one of the ways you make your dreams come true is, is by having a business or two or three, right? Mm -hmm. So to detach yourself a little bit, um, personality, uh, you know, your essence is not your business. And that's, that's easier said than done. But it, it caused in me this midlife moment where I said, well, what is it that I want to do? And, you know, ask the question, what do I want? So number one, stop the bleeding with the money, figure out how whatever you're doing, whatever business you're in, just get it good enough to catch your breath and make a little bit of money because money buys options. And then once you have some options, you can move up Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Yep. And you can ask some bigger questions. And one of them is, you know, what do I want? And a business plan is the process of asking that question, answering it, and then taking some aligned action. Mm -hmm. yeah. So my whole career and my whole business uh, usefulness is in helping people get a handle on the money mm. and then put a little plan together for making a, a business, you know, part of their, their, their life plan, like a yeah. business plan. So the next two books are both about planning and the weekend biz plan is just like an abbreviated version okay. of the other one. Like I don't yeah. have six weeks to put a plan together. Okay, well, here's what you could do in a weekend. That's yeah, really yeah. what it was. That that weekend biz plan is 60 pages with pictures. And it's just like, here's how you and your partner, maybe you all by yourself, could go lock yourself away for a weekend and just come out on the other side with a reason and a plan for this business to exist. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people, obviously, that uh, would never do that. And, and have never done a business plan. So it's, it's so a good what? way to... And so even so, like, yeah, it's, it, it, you know, so like we go back to that mentoring thing. Do you have to have a business plan? I know some really successful people who never did. So there. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're calling, you know, that's what, like, if you're asking me, this is the advice I would give. This yeah. has been useful to me and my partners, but is it required? Yeah. 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 And, and, and writing a business plan is not, not easy to do. What would you, what would you tell people to, where to start if you just to get started? Okay. Like, you know what, let me see if I can do this without unplugging us. You could start with a vision board. Okay. Uh, Al Levy talks about the vision boards. Yeah. You could start with an essay called my perfect life. That's one of the exercises in my business plan. What do you want? Yeah. Like, cause yeah. even like once you start, I'm going to get all metaphysical on you, but this is how okay. I roll. Okay. So once you start clarifying what it is that you want, then it's, I just believe that the universe conspires with you to make it so. Like you start running into people who are also interested in things you're interested in, or you start saying no to stuff that doesn't align. And now you have a little breathing room to look for things that do You yeah. get yourself off the hamster wheel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. You know, so, you know, a business plan is anything that helps you gain clarity and take some aligned action. That could be a, a you know, a, a three by five card with three things I'm going to do today. Businesses where empires were built on, on three by five cards like that. You know, I like, um, you know, I have a vision board, but for the most part uh, my business plan is going to be electronic. It's going to mm. be you know, on Google Drive, and I'm going to have it on my phone. And we have our, you know, Al talks about his top five projects. We have the top five projects on a, a list app yeah. so we can share yeah. it. Because one of my dreams is I don't like to actually work. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like to delegate. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm hearing you. Yeah. I'm hearing you. <laughs> well, we can identify with that. I'm the queen of not doing anything, actually. <laughs> so I'm so glad we're talking today. Um, you coined the phrase, uh, the cost of freedom is one cent. Can you explain that to oh. us? Yeah. Okay. So I did a, I did a, a presentation once at uh, Harvard in the U.S. Ooh, in Massachusetts, wow. which was just a highlight. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I spoke on campus at Harvard and it was great. And my presentation was the cost of freedom is, is one cent. And it was this realization I had when I was a kid um, about how money worked. And I was like six years old and I went to the local, it was in the summertime and all the aunts and moms are down with their kids on the shore, like, you know, for holiday. And I went to the local um, uh, store where you got, you know, sunscreen and sandwiches and the whole bag. I went to the local store and they had penny candy. And I bought a bunch of penny candy, one penny a piece. I'm old yeah. too, you know. It's <laughs> And I took the handful of candy back to my house and I set up a card table and I put the candy on it and I sold it for two pennies. Now I sold it to my mom and my aunts and, you know, I'm sure they were making the bigger kids buy from me or whatever, but that moment dawned on me. That's when I learned, like, if you charge more than it costs for stuff, you manufacture money. Like that one penny was a, you know, I doubled uh, my money there, I paid myself back and had one penny left over. And that's when I first hit me how this works. Now, what was interesting is then over the years, and I love higher education. If you can afford to go to college, just go and sit in a classroom. I mean, I love education in every way, shape or form, podcasts, seminars, everything. But over the years, somehow that got beat out of me and things like um, what the market will bear, or you can only charge the going rate and all of this nonsense that keep us from yeah. charging more than it costs that dilute us into like Walmart level pricing yeah. for our goods and services. Like that early six year olds lesson got beat out of me. Yeah. And it wasn't until I'm back, you know, at, at listening to Frank Blau and learning how this works that it's dawning on me. I knew this. I knew this and then invalidated it over many years and a lot of education. Yeah. So like, don't, this is where I get back to don't make it so complicated, like just charge more than it costs for stuff. And if you're not sure, charge another 10% to be safe. Yeah. But doing what you do, keeping people safe making sure they don't die of carbon monoxide poisoning or Legionnaires disease or a, a hundred and one other ways that you can make yourself sick in buildings anymore. Yeah. That's your right and responsibility to make sure you're charging premium prices for those premium services. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Thanks for bringing it up. I had forgotten about that. So <laughs> you must have found that on my website. No, no. audio. Sorry, I've just knocked you out. There we go. Hang on. Oh, did you knock me out? Wait. Oh, now we're back. Back. We're I'll back. talk with my hands. It won't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just want to ask, as we as we unfortunately uh, have to do have to wrap up. Um, but oh. I just want to we could talk, we could talk all day. We could we could. And I, I I'm, just, I'm interested to know, Ellen, with your TV appearances, many of them, with your I likes me a TV show. Yeah. With your, with your books and your seminars and your webinars and do you actually get to sleep? I do. I am a busy girl, but I, I, and here's another piece of advice. So with our franchise right now, by the way, on my vision board is an Emmy for best reality TV show. I'm figuring that we could do a show where like the deadliest catch meets what we find in the drains and we could call it catch of the day. <laughs> yeah, there you horrible? go. Love that. Okay. <laughs> so I got a lot of dreams. I got a lot of plans, but what I, um, uh, work on myself and what I also counsel you, dear listener, and the team, every one of my franchisees hears it from me literally every day, to grow a business, if that's what you want to do. If when I ask, what do you want? You say something bigger. I want, you know, a million, two million, 10 million. I want uh, people to come here and uh, create their, their, you know, uh, careers, not just jobs. Like if that appeals to you, you've got to get stuff done through others. Yeah. And that's why procedures and lists are so important because otherwise you're stuck with everything, yeah. Yeah. right? So that's how you get stuff done is you just keep giving it to someone who, who will do it instead of you, even if they don't do it like you would do it. Yeah. 
still get it you know done. so yeah. what yeah, yeah. just like yeah. be willing to take those back. kind of risks yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and that's where the you know the procedures help them and you from digging everybody out of a hole every day mm. yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. oh yeah. that's uh that's Fantastic. Well, I mean, and obviously in your, in your role as a, as a mentor, you, you go th- right through every step of the, of, of the business, um, right from obviously, yeah, paying your employees. I've seen you, you, you've got a video on how to pay your employees correctly. And you know, just the whole, the whole gamut There's there's so much to talk about. Well, I love you guys. I, I like the way you get along and throw each other around and throw your guests around. And um, let's, uh, I'll come back. Yeah. If someone please. drops out at the last minute and you need a last minute fill in, give me a call because yeah. I'm a ham. <laughs> we would love that. We would love that. That'd be great. Yeah. But before we uh, wrap <laughs> okay. up, Ellen, we've got to move, oh, okay. in. We've got to, to move into the next round now. Yeah. So don't go anywhere. We're going to go into keeping keep it cool in the hot seat. Yes. Here we go. All right, guys, here we go. Keep it cool in the hot seat. We have uh, Ellen Raw with us today. We do. Very special guest from all the way from the US. And uh, hey. we are going to jump into Keep it cool in the hot seat. Are you ready, Ellen? Yes. This is my bit. Oui. This is where Brad okay. hits his special buzzer. I'll get, press the button. Button. Do you like that? You seem pretty excited about that. <laughs> it's the official that's my, that's my ro- special comments, and I'll press the button. <laughs> All right. Hit that button, Brad. So in the elevator, are you one of those guys who presses them all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Only when I get out, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, reach in. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right. Yeah. And the time starts now. All right, Ellen. If you were to write an autobiography, what would the title be? The plumber's wife. Very good. If you could be a superhero, who would that be? Wonder Woman. There you go. If a song described your work ethic, what would the song be? Um. Uh. I'm just. I'm trying to think. Like Jimmy Buffett's whole collection. Could we go in that direction? Yeah. Not the hardest working man in show business. Maybe. <laughs> All right. If you were a brand, what would the motto be? Uh, I am a brand and it's fast, focused, fix, zoom, drain. Excellent. If, uh, if you could sit with one celebrity or famous person for a chat, who would that be? Oh. Um, dead. It would be Catherine Graham, who used to own the Washington Post. Her story just absolutely fascinates me. And alive, oh, probably Oprah. How do you resist Oprah? Oprah, Oprah I yep. don't. Yeah, cool. When you, go on Oprah, vac- yeah. when you go on vacation, Ellen, what's the first thing you pack? Um, uh, like shoes, because I like to hike and run. So I'm going to have I'm going to have my quiver of shoes. shoes. Okay. Yeah, if, uh, if, yeah shoes, if, running if, shoes. If Hollywood made a movie about your life, who would you like to play the lead role? I think I look like Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, you do. You actually, actually do. Yeah. I kind of do, yeah, right? Do. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. got a great personality. She's married to Christopher Guest, who's hilarious. I think, yeah, I've always liked her. So Jamie yeah. Lee, please yeah. play me. Good call. If you had to choose one meal for the rest of your life, what would that be? Easy peasy. And everyone who knows me knows the answer. It's an apple. An apple. I eat a lot of apples. <laughs> okay. Apple a day. Yeah, Dr. it's White. an apple. My say. favorite food by far, and I, I eat up to six apples a day. Wow. Oh. Is that, <laughs> that's why you look so radiant. That's, that helps oh. you running. <laughs> yeah, I don't, just an apple. Like, I feel better if I have an apple. Don't feel good, I'll have an apple. And it's just like, that's my, that's my jam. I need to yeah. eat more apples. You do. Mm-hmm. Using a scale of one to 10, rate yourself on your weirdness. And my weirdness? Yeah. Oh, I aim for 10. <laughs> I aim for 10. If I'm feeling a little normal, I'll do something to embarrass my kid. You know? um, now, if you, That's if, what every parent should do. If you were the president of yes. the United States, what's the oh. first thing you would change? 
Uh, the Electoral College. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't get that. Uh, a electoral College, um, term limits, and campaign reform all around would be uh, first on my list. It doesn't That's seem it. to come up very often. This is a whole new podcast. It is. It's another day. Uh, we're going to have to. We're going to have to do that sometime. Okay. <laughs> if you had a time machine, Ellen, where's the first place you would go? Oh, that's such a good question. Uh, maybe go back and meet my pal Luca Pacioli, the Renaissance in Florence, Italy. I mean, okay. what a, an interesting time for the human ex existence. Yeah, brilliant. Um, name mm -hmm. one, one yeah. thing everyone looks weird doing. Oh, we can't say that. <laughs> yes, you can. There's no rules here. <laughs> you know what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, you're uh, Next, hit the buzzer. Hit the buzzer, man. Just, no, no, we're still going. I'm just going to give you some thinking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, if, if, um, if a taxi or a limo were priced the same and sitting in front of you, which one would you get into? <laughs> I like getting in the back of the car and the front of the plane. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. That's so cool. it's and, a limo. Yeah, and yeah. finally, uh, Ellen, your porn star name. Oh, that's easy. Lamb chop. <laughs> Lamb chop. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what Hot Rod calls so, it? It's so exotic. No, no, actually, that's a once upon a time, again, dating myself, when CB radios were all the thing, you know, oh, big yeah. truckers, there were songs on the radio and everything about CB radios. Uh, one of my boyfriends at the time decided my, my CB handle would be Lamb Chop. So we can trot that out for this answer. <laughs> nice. Yeah, why not? One for the main. Okay, so there. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Well done. There's the buzzer. There's the buzzer. You've got three. Thanks for coming. There's the buzzer. Oh, there's the buzzer. That's, Yay. You've done very well. Thank you. And look, we're. Oh, you guys are wonderful. Uh, I mean, I, I am so, I'm so happy to be here. I'd like this to be the beginning of a long friendship. That'd be great. So that. you're welcome to come visit me, and I will yep. make my way to Australia at some point, and I will come find you. How's Definitely, that, that sounds. Get rid of this damn COVID, and we'll be there. How's yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, until then, I'm probably not welcome from the US. Yeah. So yeah. Well, <laughs> well, look, um, as we wrap up, uh, Ellen, we yeah. just Brad and I just want to say again how grateful we are for you coming on today. We've thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they find you? EllenRoar.com. You can go get that book, which would be awesome. And if you're interested in Zoom Drain, ZoomDrain.com um, is a great place for you to go and uh, find out. ZoomDrainFranchise.com will get you a little more info about the franchise too. Yeah, so cool. you're right. welcome to come uh, to come check us out. Yeah, thank right. you so no much. Worries. You guys that's, are awesome. That's we'll right. uh, thank we'll you uh, very much. that in our show notes. And, and uh, guys, we just want to say thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast. Uh, we're grateful for your support. Please continue to like and uh, subscribe and yep. give us a review because it's important as we keep saying, Brad. So, uh, and uh, as we edge closer to the end of the year, we are going to sign off by saying... Merry Christmas. Really? <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> really? Okay. See you guys. That's all for this episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast. Be sure to stop by at airconditioningpodcast.com to connect with us, as well as on Facebook and Twitter, and join in the conversation. Until next time, stay tuned, stay positive, and stay cool. We'd just like to say a big thanks, guys, to the sponsors of the show, Tradeify. Tradeify is the leading job management app, helping over 15,000 tradies around the world get their business admin sorted, Brad. Exactly right. So if you're looking to cut down your admin time, need some help on your quoting, your scheduling and invoicing, uh, go and check out Tradeify. Tradeify are also uh, big fans of the Air Conditioning Podcast and they've put together an awesome deal for us. Yep, so if you guys sign up using the code ACPODCAST, They'll give you 50% off your first three months. That's 50% off your first three months using the code ACPODCAST. A fantastic deal. If you're keen to give Tradeify a go, guys, head to tradeifyhq.com to learn more and start a 14-day free trial. Cheers. <laughs>